am wanting to keep this short and sweet because I already recorded the intro and it didn't record. <laughs> I think I recorded like a 40 minute intro and I guess that was too long because it didn't even record and my guides were like shorter, my love. So here we go. Hi guys, welcome back to Radically Loving. I just wanted to give a little quick blip all about just a little like summary of everything that I just talked about because I can't say it all again. But to summarize what I was initially sharing, what I was going to share with you guys uh, was I'm just buzzing. I haven't recorded an intro in so long, it feels like, and I'm just so excited because I feel like I'm creating space now um, to have my pockets of masculine and then also have my pockets of the divine feminine and creativity and being in that flow space flow state and being in that being state. And I wanted to talk a little, I'm, I'm planning to talk more and more and more about this. And it comes up a lot in these new episodes about the being, being the human being and not a human doing or a human becoming it's a human being, right? So how can we come back to that space? How can we Oh, fully embrace the being and less of the doing. And I believe that is creating space for the doing and then creating space for the being. And when we can create pockets, we allot ourselves more time to be in the flow, more time to be in the being because when you have these sectioned off pieces where you can be in that masculine energy and you can be more in that doing energy, you allow yourself to then have so much space to either be in the receiving of healing or in the flow of creativity or in the state of nothing, <laughs> like literally doing nothing, which is a whole nother concept, which I have been talking to my friends about a whole lot because especially as people who experience a menstrual cycle, women truly, truly, truly need to remember that during our bleed, we're just not meant to be doing. And this last bleed, that was not the case for me. And that's why I'm creating so much space, you guys, now. Because I do not ever, ever again want to do that because it's been so long since I have pushed through during a bleed and was in the doing. And I was still finding pockets to relax and doing my best to surrender more and not be in the doing. But I was traveling and it was too much. It was too much on my system. It was a little overload. And I feel like I definitely will feel that in my next moon um, because that's what happens innately. So I'm just, I have promised myself to create the space so that when that time comes, I am doing literally nothing. And, and you might ask, we, me and my friend were like, my friend Nicole, who was on the podcast, if you haven't heard Nicole's episode, check her out, Dr. Nicole Heatherly. But her and I were talking and she was like, yeah, I'm literally telling my clients like, oh, like I see you on your bleed and you're like, what do you do? And she's like, I do nothing. And they're like, wait, but like, what do you mean by doing nothing? And it's exactly that. She's like, I do nothing. Like maybe she'll do some movement or stretching or yoga or maybe journal or play with her singing bowls or paint. Um, but that's not like really like doing anything for 
an outcome. Um, it's just like to be with the creative flow and be with the feelings and the process of being on your bleed. That's the point of that. Um, so yeah, it is, it is like, yeah, you can do like little things, but it's not like doing something to have an outcome. It's not completing your work to be done with work. It's, it's not reading a book to then, you know, be at some other level of knowledge. It's like, okay, read for fun, but also consuming is doing, right? So it's like, how can you step away from the even the consuming or moving too much? It's like, sit still and listen. It's very much a meditative time to just sit and listen. And I did not do that. So <laughs> you guys, I'm with you. We're not perfect. We're always flowing and learning and I don't ever want to be perceived as someone who's like doing it perfect all the time because I did not do that this this cycle and it felt so wrong (laughs) it felt so wrong when I was in the doing and I was like this is just not how it's supposed to be because I've experienced those surrendered cycles those surrendered cycles to that flow of the autumn to winter, to winter to spring, to spring to summer. And it was so ease-filled. And that's what we're searching for, right? More ease in our life. So when we can flow with our cycle, that allows us to have more flow and more ease in our life. So yes, I am creating more space and I'm feeling the space (sighs) becoming wider. And I just came back from Austin. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm feeling so, so, so grateful. And I'm also summarizing this. I spoke so much about it, but I just wanted to share about astrocartography a little bit. I've been learning a little bit and I'm calling in an astrocartographer, um, someone who can read my astrocartography for me because I just know there's so much hidden knowledge in there. I can only, you know, I can only understand it so much from just my own research. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get into it more, but a reading, I feel like readings are just like the solid way of just getting all the facts and then you can move from there. So yeah, I'm calling in that and then pretty much, but anyway, I've been learning about this and Austin is actually on one of my like networking lines and I don't remember what it is, but it's a line that's really good for inspiration and networking and just kind of this whole hodgepodge of creative energy and ideas. And I totally felt that. So I was just buzzing, not only from all the creative ideas that were flowing through me while I was there and I'm just blown away. I just like my mind would not stop. And I, and I said it in like the other one, I was like, oh. Ben was probably like, shut up because I just kept being like, oh, this and this oh, we get to do it. And I bet he was just over it before the end of the trip. But I also had an incredible experience with my first big event ever. I hosted a sort of a spring refresher, little evening retreat, we like to call it. And that was my biggest event thus far. So it felt really, really, really special. One, to have it be in another state 
but also that it was just so potent because of the energy of the people I had connected with and my co-facilitator, Michaela. Um, I'm just so honored for that experience and it was really powerful and I had high expectations and high hopes for how it would turn out and it was beyond what I expected it was going to be and turned out exactly as it was supposed to and it was so beautiful and I'm so grateful that I was able to connect and create something with someone from being many miles away and meeting that week and doing it all um it really could have gone so many ways and it was just so special so I'm just so honored and grateful for that experience and all that it brought to me and all the connections that I have created and that will continue to expand. I know it. And yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for Austin and the travels and everything that we did. Just, it was, it was a very special time and I'm, I had a really cool time and now I have to, it's time to integrate, integrate and I'm back home and, um, which feels also really good. Um, because astro cartography wise my home line is actually around this area this area of being um known for what i'm doing and supported and abundance and just good energy good stuff is on this line and it feels so true because i definitely didn't feel that energy at in austin i just felt really creative and inspired and um yeah just felt really good in that sense of connecting and networking but then here I feel like I feel like there's so much so many possibilities that I'm creating even from here like I did here I created that connection with Austin and um, with many other people's help which I'm so grateful for that as well and it's just this home line feels so so good and supportive and that's just a little added thing and I talked a lot more but I just wanted to be a little short and sweet because I can't ramble on too much. Um, Yeah, I am hosting an event today, so I got to get ready for that soon. But before that, I just wanted to talk about it. Um, I'm about how awesome this home line is and how I feel this soul family and these people and these connections that I was always meant to have, but it took its time. And that's exactly the point is that our journey takes its time and it evolves and flows as it's meant to and supposed to there is no linear agenda there is no how things are going to look or have to look it's they just are and yeah I'm just really excited about everything that's unfolding and I'm really excited about you guys hearing this episode with Da, 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 da. the wonderful, the powerful, the incredible teacher, Nikki Novo. Oh, such an expander for me. I just have to beam so much love to Nikki and I'm just sending her so much love because I was just in awe and she's been an expander for so many years. The first time I heard of her was on the Balanced Blonde podcast and instantly followed her instantly knew I wanted to learn from her even on her uh social media so I you know just have been such a a 
follower and listener of her knowledge for quite some time. And then a week before our podcast was recorded, she was on Sahara Rose's and they're very good friends. Um, she was on Sahara Rose's podcast, The Higher Self. Um, and yeah, just Jordan, Jordan and Sahara and Nikki, they are just such big expanders for me. So this just feels like a really pivotal moment for me. And I'm even honoring myself in this and the doubts that I may have had for myself in the past. And this just illuminates and reminds me of all that's to come and all that I'm capable of creating and having and envisioning for myself all of this, <laughs> this episode with Nikki um, and the, my trip to Austin and my workshop today. And there's just so much unfolding and I'm so grateful for this experience to feel the duality of it all. And Nikki was so, so, so gracious in giving me a little mini reading during it. So you'll hear that. And I just, I just wanted to do that. Um, partly to share for you guys to hear her wisdom because that's what I heard in Jordan's episode and that's why I followed her because I was like gosh she is so tapped in but that the cool part is she teaches all about getting connected to these gifts of yours so we're all capable of this and I wanted you to hear her and how she does it because it's just so powerful and potent and we all have our own way of communicating and hearing and feeling and all the things. Um, so it's really cool, I believe, to hear people channel. And I plan to have a lot more of that in my podcast because yeah, it's just, it's really beautiful to hear that different perspective from someone else who doesn't know you at all. First of all, Nikki has no idea about my life. So for her to be so on point, and then I wanted to share that with you guys because you can see like how potent our intuition can be. Um, and then like our gifts to connect to our guides, angels, all the things it's, it's so powerful and we're so capable of it. So I wanted to share her channeling cause she's so amazing. And I wanted to boost her for either for you to go support her and get a reading from her or one of her students. Cause she has a soul Academy or become one of her students and tap into your own and do that for others. Um, but then also selfishly because I was at a really low place and that was part of the duality and it there's just something about hearing confirmation from someone who is really really tapped in and really connected um that's so so comforting and freeing and it did that's exactly what it did um it allowed me to land more in my body um and be less in fear and as an intuitive myself like I want to share this side of it because it's, I'm not always just so perfectly tapped in. And I think Nikki shares a little bit about that as well. But I, I wanted to share that because there's times where I don't feel as connected. So I need to hear that support and be um, supported and hear from others that are, because then I know I'm not alone in my thoughts. It's that confirmation of everything you already feel and everything you already might know in your heart. Because that's where I feel a lot of things. And I'm a mental projector, so I feel like there's things that are always buzzing, but I, 
sometimes when I'm not clear and I've been distracting myself a ton, it becomes distorted and I, I can't actually find the truth in it. And I feel like I'm lying to myself in ways. So it's really beautiful to hear confirmations and clarity from someone who is so tapped in. So I wanted to share her and I so, so appreciate putting her on the spot. I felt so bad, but something told me like it was so necessary and in so many ways, like beyond my own selfish desires to feel more comforted in that moment. Um, it also felt like something that everyone needed to hear for their own intuition and their own abilities and what they're capable of. Um, and then also to know that that support is out there to go support and go find. If you don't feel as connected as of now, you can learn and hear from others um, in the meantime. And always know that we are meant to have that support around us and you most definitely do. They're out there. Um, and Nikki is one of them. So please enjoy this amazing episode all about intuition and all about Nikki's journey and what she does and why she does what she does and what sort of brought her to that point and really to show you that it's not a one fits all one size fits all or it isn't like just she deserves to have these abilities or you know whatever it is it's she really truly shows us that like everyone's story is so different and we all have the capacity to grow and expand and learn so much from our own journey and truly emanate from our own experience what we've learned ourselves so thank you Nikki thank you guys for listening enjoy 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 this episode you guys this is this is definitely a potent one and I'm just yeah I'm so grateful enjoy this episode you guys and enjoy Nikki go support her Nikki Novo bye guys see you on the other side I'm so, I'm just really, 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 really excited for this guest, you guys. Oh, she is a dream. And I actually just listened to your episode with Sahara and I was just like, I'm so excited that you're talking with me. And yeah, you guys, I have beautiful Nikki Novo in front of me right now. And I'm just so excited for you to hear her heart, her wisdom and just have a really awesome conversation today. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. What a beautiful intro. I'm just, my favorite thing to do here is on Fridays and meet new beautiful souls and have these conversations. So I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I always open up my episodes with how is your heart today? My heart is actually currently balancing. Um, it's been trying, it's been balancing itself out over the last, actually it's probably, I'm trying to see, um, since like a few months before the end of the year, uh, probably like around October, which is funny because we were just talking about October. And, um, at, you know, as a sensitive 
person, which I'm sure many of us who are listening are, um, or even just experiencing maybe when you're sensitive to, you experience sometimes people who are like just expressing themselves in a very like dark way, or maybe to, you know, they take power and control and all those things. And I saw a lot of that growing up. So I really never wanted to be that. And um, I'm in the process of becoming more and more of a leader every day, which was unexpected. And the way that my heart was kind of like pouring out and draining out of me doesn't work anymore. You know, Um, I was like on an extreme. And uh, so the last few months really have been about that heart balancing, which is such an interesting process. Because I think when we think like open-hearted and being heart-led and all those things, we're just like, oh, you know, peace and patience and compassion and all these words. But those virtues can also be used for the ego um, in many ways and can keep you off your path and, um, and just make it harder to walk the path if your heart is not in balance. Like it could either be too closed and too open and neither one serves you. So my heart is currently balancing itself. Mm. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's a fine, you know, that fine line, you know, feeling the emotions and feeling and the processing all that we need to process, but also not getting stuck in it and overwhelmed and all of that. And then also the flip side of not being just so up in the clouds or, you know, staying away from, yeah, the heart and the feelings and everything that needs to be present. So yeah, that balancing act is so yeah. special. Yeah. It's a beautiful process. Beautiful process. So I would love to dive into a little bit of this inner child work and ask you about who your inner child was, is, and yeah, can you just share about yeah my inner child is a is an artist I mean she's just like a little bit of a you know like a tap dancer is kind of the way that I see her (laughs) there's always these funny videos I have um, I'm in the middle of two brothers and um, every like home video is like my mom trying to film somebody else and like me jumping in front of the camera you know so um, as a little girl like you know that's just and um, very much you know, going back to the heart is, you know, very much my inner child is wants peace and wants um, the world to be healed. I mean, that is definitely what she wants. She wants people to be happy. She wants things to be less complicated and um, may we find happiness, but also realize how times like we, how we often complicate our path to happiness. Mm -hmm. So she's really just looking for like the simplicity of the road to that. Um, but at the same time, having like super, so much fun and um, dancing her way through and creating her way through. So that is definitely my inner child. Oh, we love her. <laughs> so much love. And were there moments in your life, anything that comes up in particular where you haven't felt as connected or maybe just you know, distant from this piece of yourself. Yeah, definitely. You know, the inner child is so interesting because I think there's always this process of first learning 
to mother the inner child, you know, as we start to become adults and rather whether we had like the most amazing mom or a mom who wasn't able to give us what we need. I think there's always that, that point in life where we start to ask ourselves, like what kind of mother we are going to be to ourselves. Um, I am a mother actually of three children. I hold a lot of cancer energy, like just, I am full cancer. So um, I represent the mother also to, to many people. And you know, like there is that, um, that shadow to the mother that like takes over and, you know, smothers. I, I definitely, um, have like killed plants because I overwater them, which is just (laughs) such a, um, a way of, you know, expressing this, you know, like these, these extremes of the mother. And, um, one day I just remember realizing that, that wasn't the mother that like my inner child needed, you know, like it couldn't be this overindulgent. And then there was also the total flip of her where she was like super hard on me and um, just like was never satisfied. Like nothing was enough. Like this inner, this inner mother was so um, on extremes. So like, I actually felt like I had to balance out the inner mother before I could even get to the inner child because it was like, in a way the inner mother was my barrier to the inner child. Like I couldn't get to the inner child without passing the inner mother. So my first, personally, like my first step in my early twenties was trying to get to that voice and to that, that inner mother and figure out like, how was I going to take care of myself? And I'm, you know, I'm almost 40 and I'm still, I'm always like, how can I take care of myself? And at every stage, you know, I'm always asking myself and it's not just like, am I going to get, you know, a bubble bath or am I going to do my nails? Like, it's really just like kind of if I were, if that spirit inside of me, that inner child in me was a child that like, then the other part of me had to take care of, how would I manage her and take care of her. And thankfully I have three children. So I've learned, you know, they've obviously taught me a lot about mothering and, um, you know, every child needs something different and some children are very sensitive. Some are not things like that. So really learning how to take care of my inner child. So first it was like getting past the inner mother. Then next step was definitely seeing the trauma that the inner child had been through, you know, and trauma can be, you know, big T or little T, like it doesn't really matter. Nothing. Um, it doesn't have to be like something awful that's happened, but you know, every child has, especially sensitive children, um, experience things that are traumatic all the time. So I had to learn to help her trust me, you know, like that I'm going to, I, I'm sorry, I did not know how to take care of you then. Um, and I've totally didn't even know you were there and neglected you, but please trust me. Let me get to know you so that I can then be like the best mother to you. So I feel like it's always a relationship between the inner mother and the inner child. I don't know if that answers your question, but. Oh, it does. And I, I actually appreciate that perspective a ton because I, we always touch on a little bit of that reparenting, but I love like, thank you for going a little deeper in there and really that inner mother um, connection, because it is such a potent one. Mm-hmm. all of us and when we're not paying attention to that piece there's steps that feel like they're being missed you know in in our healing process and, yeah. it's been- and the inner child can like take over you know like it's like if 
um, you know, if we let her run from a place of, you know, not knowing where to stop, not knowing her boundaries, not knowing when she's tired, not knowing, you know, cause she's a child. Right. So, um, if we let her run, run free, but without an inner mother, then it could be, um, very confusing. Yeah, definitely. And I so resonate with just the sensitivity. I'm a cancer son. So nice. yeah, yeah. That the That's mother okay. is also very much there. <laughs> Sorry. When's your birthday? June 30th. Okay. July 21st. Oh, yay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so special to have this nurturing piece, but it's also, you know, it's, it's something to confront and I, I can definitely feel like myself witnessing this, this mother version of me that's kind of always been there. I, I notice practices that I'm picking up in my today that I kind of taught myself already when I was younger to kind of cope and also move through things. You know, like one is anger release, like healthy anger release where you just, you know, scream in a pillow and, you know, just release it. Um, That's been really potent for me. And I feel like that's like very mother-like in my opinion, from my side, like something maybe I just taught myself. It is. And, and, um, I mean, so I've had, like I said, I have three children and when you start to sleep train the kids, cause obviously at some point mama needs to get some rest. So like, you know, you're trying to help them learn to fall asleep and sleep for 12 hours and that whole process when they're little. And usually there is like a, um, not all kids need it, but there is some sort of like, how can I teach you how to soothe yourself? You know, like, is it, a blankie, like, is it like, I don't know how you say uh, a pacifier because I'm, I'm Cuban descent. So we would say tete, but a pacifier, like, does that help you, um, soothe yourself? Like teach, like from a very, you know, from those very first early months, we're already, you know, we can, or we can be the mother that's like, well, I'm just going to carry this baby, you know, 24 hours, which listen, parenting is the hardest thing. So I would never judge, but you know, it, I have learned, I was definitely, the mother that was like, I'm going to carry this baby for 24 hours. And to, to me, I was that to my kids. I was that to myself. I was that to my, my clients, to my students. And if you carry a baby for 12 hours straight, you're going to be exhausted. Right. So same thing, like the over the shadowy part of the inner mother of the cancer of, um, of that. So really like those first few steps in becoming an inner mother is like definitely teaching how to self-suit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that so much. So how do you connect your inner child these days? Um, well, she has, it's, it's funny to like be asking those questions because she's definitely been healed over the last few years. So now it's like, I get to reap all the benefits of that healing and go back to her essence, which was like the initial question that you asked. So, um, because she's an artist, there is such a, a feeling of like wanting to be creative lately. So definitely, um, writing more and, uh, being in nature more, taking like taking more time off because when she was like, not super much around, I could, I mean, I'm like a workhorse, like I could work many hours. So now that she's like more in the picture and, and we're 
in a good place. We're able to do a lot more like play, which is great. Um, and then also integrating that like shadowy part of her, which is um, like I was saying that the version of her that was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, be on every camera. Like when my mom was videotaping, I was like trying to get in front of the camera. And especially as a cancer, I mean, because I have a Leo moon. So especially as a cancer and having the contrast of a Leo in you too, is so hard to reckon with. And um, plus I had a, a bit of a narcissistic mother and, you know, like coming into that kind of shine place was, has been very difficult for me. Um, and I just almost like the inner child in me, like doesn't know what to do with that desire. And it's like, there's just such a um, confusion around like the part of me that wants to shine. So um, lately I've been integrating that part of me and, and, uh, and not judging that desire, you know, um, and, 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 and really trusting that those desires are there for a reason and that they were placed in my heart, in my being, even my, you know, astrology is shows it and like trusting that there was, there's a reason for it. And then who am I to judge it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That I love, I love that you're showing up so fully for those pieces of yourself and that, and I, that makes so much sense. Like, because I'm sure there's a little bit of that shadow aspect for Leos in general, because uh, they want to be so big and bright and like the sun and just brighten people's day and just that loving. And then you have the nurturing, you know, more um, emotional waves of the cancer, but you're probably even more sensitive because of the, you don't want to overstep on right. people. That makes a ton of sense. And I have a lot of Leos in my life too. So mm-hmm. I can, I just know like, and they're younger, so they're very, you know, expressed in their, their bigness. And so it's beautiful that you're on this journey of like reclaiming that shine, like you said. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. So that's been like the latest, like connection to her and, and honoring her, you know, it's like honoring the inner child, like whatever it is that the inner child needs, like just honoring that, you know, children don't, don't like, Oh, you know, they're not like overthinking what they need, you know, or they're not judging what they need. They're just asking for what they need. So in many ways, like we can trust the inner child within ourselves and tell ourselves like, we don't have to overthink it, or we don't have to um, analyze it or judge the desire because it's the, one of the, it is like the purest desire, you know, like, and I think when you're, when you're sensitive, when you're trying to walk a spiritual path, like you may judge some of the things that you want, like some of the desires, some of the things that are in your heart. And if, if you, if you take that desire and you go down to like where it stems from and you realize that it's such a, just part of your essence, and it's just such this natural desire within you, then I think we can give ourselves the okay to not judge it or second guess it or question it because it is so pure. Yeah, exactly. How can we just trust that our innate essence and that intuition piece also is meant for us? And how can we just be gentle on how it wants to be expressed? Yeah. And yeah. Really yeah. yeah. And be so, okay with it. Exactly. Wow. So can you share with us who you are today, even in this moment, you know, 
above the labels, above it all. Who are you and how are you showing up in the world and sharing? Yeah. Well, today I'm like wet hair, messy, <laughs> kind of, uh, every time I put my sweatpants on, my husband's like, oh no, <laughs> it's, it's a day. It's like, yeah, just feeling like, like it. Um, so I'm feeling comfy today for sure. And feeling a bit of, um, um, this is me vibe, like not feeling like I need to impress or show up or anything. That's how I'm feeling today. Um, and who have I've been changing so much because I moved, like we were talking about earlier, I grew up in Miami, um, Florida. I am the children of uh, Cuban immigrants. So I was raised in a very Cuban traditional community and all my friends are, are Cuban and we're just a very tight community. Um, so to move was like a really big deal. I really knew that uh, the mount. I mean, I being an intuitive, I knew like six years ago that I was going to end up here, but I had no idea how I didn't, I like, it was almost impossible to think that I was going to move my fam, like move my family and then move away from my friends and my family of origin. So it was just a very hard thing, but it's so fascinating. Um, I've moved, I lived in LA for a bit after college. So I've definitely lived somewhere else before as an adult, but it's so interesting how if you let a move change you, like it will. So, um, and because I was such living in such a web in Miami, like, cause I had like the same friends and, you know, expectations and my food, my parents were there and all that stuff. Um, it's been so cool to see myself outside of the web. Um, so even at the age of, you know, I'm 39 and being able to learn about myself in a new environment is like the coolest thing. I'm really enjoying speaking of the inner child. It's almost like taking her out of, um, I don't know, like this environment that was very much influencing her and putting her out in the wild, which is basically why we moved to Asheville. We bought 30 acres and we're building a home and we're homesteading and growing flowers and animals and all these things. So literally putting her into the wild, it's been so cool to see um, like who I really am. So there's been a lot of shedding um, of things that were given to me, taught to me, influenced on me. And to be here where like, nobody knows who you are. Um, only the trees and the birds and the flowers are the only ones that know who I am. And they don't really give a shit who I am either at the same point, which is really, really cool. I'm very much enjoying, enjoying that. Oh, I love that for you. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, there's something about nature. I feel like our inner child deeply, deeply, deeply desires. And when we can, although the ocean is so potent and necessary and you have a different version of that as well where you are but getting in the trees and the dirt and the whole other that whole other aspect is really special so yeah um, I was actually walking around a lake today and I was like people people like in inland are like really interesting about lakes. <laughs> like they love their lakes. And like for somebody who like grew up on the beach, you know, or grew up near the beach always, I'm just like, I don't get lake life, you know? And today I was like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> but I had a beautiful time. Like this lake was very, I, 
I had always said like, I don't get it. But today I was like, I'm going to go walk around this lake. Cause usually I hike in my own backyard, but I was like, I'm going to go outside and go somewhere different today. And I, I walked around this, um, very famous lake here. Actually, it's like a and very spiritual. I'm going to say it wrong, but because they, the locals get mad at me, but it's Jake, uh, Lake um, Janaluska. Mm-hmm. And um, there's actually like a spiritual community that that's built around it right now, a little bit of a colonization situation, but we'll let that pass. Um, but anyways, I'm like walking around. I'm like, oh, okay. I can see. I see what the body of, but like as somebody who grows up with a beach, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can get on this lake bang wagon thing, but but I can see the beauty in it. Yeah. Something about that, that stillness. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm so happy for this new adventure, this journey that you're on. It's beautiful. What are you sharing with the collective, the work that you're doing? If you want to share a little bit of that magic with yeah. So as a um, spiritual teacher, I guess it's just kind of accidental. I didn't, I actually like, um, I was a writer for many years at different publications. And then I started a blog and I was writing about like the spiritual process of dating. Cause I just, I was dating a lot and I was like, this is a spiritual thing. Like this is such an initiation. So I would write about that. Um, and then, you know, ultimately ended up in my, in my work and had started to have like these um, awakenings and spirit guides started showing up and that was a total fun experience and ultimately started doing readings and then, um, started teaching people how to do readings and be intuitive and all that. Cause I taught myself and realized that anybody can do it. So, um, it's just interesting. Cause like I, was really drawn to writing in the beginning of my career. And I was like very into kind of creativity and art artistry and all that stuff. And then I moved into spirituality and I was like, okay, well, I guess, I don't know, I guess since there's like no markers involved in spirituality, I guess like, I'm like, this is not a creative thing, but it's so interesting. Um, when you do this kind of work, when it's like coming from you, Um, you are an artist in many ways. So I find that I've had like albums almost like I was in spiritual dating for a while and that was like an offering and that was an album. And um, obviously I'm currently in like this intuition album and metaphysics and teaching that and all that, but I'm definitely ramping up for like the third album, which I'm, because I moved, obviously there's just new inspiration as an artist. I'm inspired by different things. So I am, definitely in the thick of my album, which is um, intuition and uh, the metaphysics and really learning to quiet our mind enough to read energy, read the future, like, you know, get information that can't be seen, but is absolutely there. So that has been my current work, which has been so fun and um, so rewarding at the same time, like to see so many people and also like speaking of like sensitive children, um, intuition is like such a space for like the little, like sensitive children within ourselves. And that has been very rewarding because you usually feel very much like, uh, like a black sheep. I mean, my family, they're all doctors. And like, I was like, I I could feel everything. I had no idea like what to to do with it. I was taking on everybody's stuff. I like just saw the world so different than, than not only my family, but the people that were around me. 
So as I started to get into intuition work and then ultimately started to create a community around it, it's just the community is so interesting because it's this place like where we all belong. We're all so different. Everybody has like all these different backgrounds, but what we all have in common is really like that, that's sensitivity, that like, um, that gift of being able to feel the heart of the earth in many ways. So that has been like really very much, I just thought I'm going to do these readings and I'm going to maybe teach some people never knew that we would find home together, which has been really beautiful, which is what Soul Academy and our community, which is called Soul Collective is, is about, which is beautiful. And then, um, so I'm in, I'm still in the middle of that and like building this academy because I just thought I was going to teach some classes basically. And it's become so much bigger than me. And I'm really constantly trying to release the cord from the academy and like let it grow and let her grow into her destiny. Um, and I just really try to channel what she wants me to do. And she's a total bitch sometimes because she's like bossy and like really makes me do a lot of things. Um, and she's, but she's, you know, amazing and beautiful. So she's kind of, she's growing up herself also. So I've been really trying to channel and connect to that and help her grow into what her, you know, what her purpose is. Um, and then with, in addition to that, because I moved, I've been really living my soul led life. Like I feel that I'm living my dream, you know, every day I have, you know, this beautiful land and I have this beautiful company and I have a loving husband and three children. It's like, I walk outside every day and I'm like, I am living my dream. So I want to document that. And I want to somehow reverse engineer how I got here because I wasn't here for many years. Like I was not living my dream life. I was trying to, and it was a mess and ugly and nothing was clicking. And I definitely know some of the steps that got here, but that's like, that's my next body of work is, is really about living. Um, it's really about, okay. So if I learn intuition and I get into spirit, spiritual work, like how does that actually make my life better? Like how does my life look different and how does that integrate into my everyday life? So that's the next, it's not, it's just brewing in me. So I don't have it. I don't know exactly what it is, but that's the next space. Yeah. Just a quick pause and love for our sponsor, Hearthstone Collective. I have been supplementing and actively using their products for a little over a month now, and I've got to tell you, I am obsessed. Hearthstone Collective is a microdosing company on a mission to help others with plant and mushroom formulas. They have products ranging from tinctures, microdosing capsules, and ceremonial grade matcha powder. I have seriously been loving the mushroom nootropic tincture and the mushroom immunity. The mushroom nootropic helps support new brain cells, brain health, mental clarity, learning ability, and memory. Made with organic lion's mane, organic reishi, organic chaga, organic cordyceps, niacin, spring water, and organic cane alcohol. This has been incredibly helpful for my workflow days, allowing me to be more mindful and ready for all that's to be done. The mushroom immunity supports immune defense, physical resilience, gut, energy, and vitality. I have noticed a huge difference in my energy levels as well as even better regularity since taking this tincture under the tongue. 
and you can also mix them in your favorite drink. The immunity tincture is made with spring water, organic cane alcohol, organic reishi, organic lion's mane, organic cordyceps, organic chaga, organic turkey tail, organic maitake, organic shiitake, quercetin, and vitamin C. If you are looking for more of a ceremonial experience or just a little uplift in your day, their microdosing kit contains both these tinctures as well as their play kana capsules for joy and bliss. This non-psychoactive plant medicine is known to improve happiness, open the heart, increase empathy, and help cope with daily stresses. Kana is a South African shrub that is known for these benefits and contains organic lion's mane, rhodiola, theobromine, vitamin B1, vitamin B2, B3, B5, B6, B7, B9, and B12 as well. Hearthstone Collective is giving the listeners of Radically Loving 15% off their products and kits. So not only do you receive this discount, but a portion of the proceeds from your support goes to Archangel Ancient Tree Archive, giving back to our mama earth. One of my favorite things is to share soulful businesses and soulful clean products with you guys. And this is absolutely a company, ahem, shall I say, actually a community that is doing exactly that. I'm so excited for you guys to try this beautiful medicine and share your experience with us. Use the code MOONCHILD15, that's M-O-O-N-C-H-L-D-15, to get your 15% off everything at hearthstonecollective.com. Links are in the show description. Enjoy. I, I, feel, I feel that, you know, that in-between, but I love where you're currently at this moment while you're figuring out what the next steps are this collective peace, this oneness that we're all a part of, there's nothing like it. These group containers and ways of educating and workshops and events and certain things that just get us together in that vibration, in that whether you're seeking knowledge together or you're just seeking peace or whatever it is, that container, being in a container in general is really, really special. So thank you for holding one. Yeah. (laughs) So is there any specific time or a specific time in your life that sticks out as the most impactful? I have so many little impactful moments, but um, I think the first moment where I started to remember myself where my intuition started to show itself also, which I think, you know, I teach intuition and obviously it's super fun and all the metaphysics is fun and all that, but really intuition is really just a a homecoming. It's a, it's a coming back to self, um, especially, and some of us have variant, um, ways of disconnecting. Like some of us are a little bit disconnected. Some of us are really disconnected. Um, and I was definitely really disconnected, um, in my, uh, I guess it was like super early twenties. Um, and my teen years, I was, uh, I had a high school sweetheart and, um, we dated for like eight years and he was a professional athlete and I was raised kind of feeling like I couldn't, um, make it on my own. Like my, it was very much like, you're either going to leave the house in a white dress or like in a casket. Like you don't leave like your parents' house, you know, unless like you're, um, 
you know, unless like so either a man is taking you out of there or, you know, you're just, you stay there forever. So I was really, I, my, my essence has always like sought freedom and expression and all these things. I was really dying to like get out of my house. Even for college, I went to school in my hometown and I lived at my parents' house um, all through college. So I was like really looking for, to get out. And I had this boyfriend and he was already a professional. So he had money and I was like, all right, cool. This guy can take care of me. I'll just get out of here. So I was, I was engaged very young. And, um, it was about two months before the wedding. I flew to New York city to see some girlfriend, a girlfriend of mine who was in, um, grad school there. And I went with a couple of other girlfriends and we just had this really fun weekend. And I remember just we were in Rockefeller center, like just looking at the ice skaters, um, over the like ice skating rink there. And, you know, it's so loud in New York. Like, it's definitely not the place where you think you're going to like find yourself. Like most people are like, Oh, I was on top of a mountain and like the birds were chirping. And I was like, no, it was like the busiest freaking place ever. And I'm just standing there and I'm like looking at these ice skaters and just something it was just, it was that moment of presence, you know, that we've all had at some point. And I just heard it so loud and clear and spirit was like, you are made for something bigger. Like this little bullshit stuff that you're trying to pretend that you are like, you know, I don't know what, I, we don't know at this point, like what else to do other than it was like, almost felt to me like the manager needed to come down and like speak into my ear because everybody else was like trying to get through to me and it wasn't working. So it was like, they had to bring the big guns. It was so clear. And I just, you know, whatever you want to call that spirit, my higher self, like I just heard myself for the first time. And in that exact moment, I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is not my path. Um, I'm going to have to like go back and call off this wedding and break up with this boyfriend and do all these hard things that felt very hard at that age. But it was like, when you listen, when you get that voice, and it's so clear and it's such a hard thing to like, it, it makes me want to cry because it's like you, you hear this voice. It's so hard. It looks like, oh my God, I could never do that. Are you kidding me? Like my parents put all this money um, for this wedding. Like this guy's in love with me. Like what are my, my friends threw me a baby shower. I, I mean, a bridal shower. I, I have gifts already in my house. Like it just seems impossible, right? Like all these people that are, like webbed onto you that like, you know, your one decision is going to affect so many people. So it seems almost impossible, but then in that weird space at the same time, it, it feels impossible to not listen. So it's this very strange space of seeing these dualities. Like it's possible, it's totally impossible, but it's totally must a must at the same time. So I came home my mom picked me up from the airport and I was like, I just don't think I could do this. And she was very much like holding down the patriarchy and she's very scared for me. And just, you know, really that was her story. Like she felt like, oh my gosh, this girl's not going to survive unless she's with somebody. And, um, she was not supportive at all. And then my dad was the total opposite. And he was like, yeah, like, I don't, he's like, I don't care what we lose. Like, I don't care how much money and deposits, like, you know, this is not, this is not what you want. Then we're going to cancel these, like this, this wedding. So, and then, you know, you kind of like, you're sad about it for a little bit. And then I just remember a few days later being like, all right, what do I get to do with my life now? And it's just, 
you know, then the universe throws you a bone, you know, like the universe is like, you see, like that was so hard, but like, look at this beauty that's in front of you. So to me, that was like the beginning of training my mind that if you follow your intuition, you are so going to be taken care of and you will be rewarded, you know, because your path, your true, true path, your dadma is like this beautiful, um, orchestrated, divinely crafted path for you. So I was like hooked, you know, and that was very, I was, I was probably 20, either 21 or 22. I don't exactly remember, but I was totally hooked to that. I saw the reward. I was like, I heard myself. I did a really hard thing. I followed that intuition and I was super rewarded after that. I had like, I moved to LA and I worked in the film industry. I had so much fun. I met some great people. Like my life was, had opened up so much. So that basically informed my quest for figuring out how does intuition work? Like, how do we know when it's right and wrong? And actually my next lesson after that, cause I was on this hunt of like, how does intuition work? Like, when is it right? When is it wrong? Like, cause people um, often follow their intuition and it's totally effed. Like it's not the right thing, right? Like a few years after that, I meet this guy totally in love with him and, um, thought this was like my person and a year and a half later it breaks up with me. Right. So, and in my mind, I was like, Oh, but that was my intuition. Like I was following my intuition. And so why would it do this to me? Like, why would it not lead down this path? Like I felt the opposite that I was, un, I was actually, things were taken from me when I followed my intuition. I felt the opposite of the reward that I felt the first time. So those two completely opposite situations, both intuitive moves, um, basically were the beginning of me understanding intuition and definitely the second time when, when I was not rewarded um, or what it felt like not being rewarded was the hardest one to get over and the hardest one to understand. But it was these lessons um, and these, it was like a classroom that taught me how intuition actually works. Yeah. It's that trusting regardless. It's that trusting right. through that hurt that it is that, you know, this or something greater, right? That that sibling right. that's like that tough experience is actually leading to something. Yeah. And, better. and I think also, you know, definitely there was a part of me that was interested in intuition because I, especially after that hurt, I was more interested in it after that hurt because I was like, well, maybe if I could just know when it was when it's a right move or a wrong move, then I won't have to experience hurt anymore. You know, I was really following intuition because I thought that if you follow your intuition, you're never going to experience pain again. And I was like, this sounds great. Or that you're never going to look like an asshole again, because many times it's like, I I'm a very, um, go with my heart. I make, you know, fast moves. I follow like, you know, all of that. But sometimes when you're making a lot of those moves and other people are watching it, you look like an idiot, you know, you look like an asshole, you're doing crazy things. And I also thought like, well, is there a way for me to follow my heart, but only like the good heart and, and like never look ridiculous and, uh, never get hurt again. Like I was definitely, 
I was, that was definitely the shininess of intuition for me. And, um, what I learned, like, you know, spoiler alert (laughs) was that there is, I mean, I think we follow intuition sometimes because we're looking to, to ease that anxiety, to, to have the absolute answers, uh, to know yes or no, or right or wrong. And like, spoiler alert, intuition is actually this journey that almost feels like you're blindfolded the whole way. There's so much mystery, but all you can do is feel that you're on the right path, you know, and you get these hits every once in a while, but it doesn't mean you can see the entire path. And it doesn't mean that you understand why things happen all the time, but it is just, the biggest difference is that it is a very rewarding path. It feels like home. Um, it, it works most of the time too, it's like this beautiful life, but it doesn't mean that you've like designed every step or that you knew every step or that you have been protected from painful experiences. Um, and that was like something that I wasn't expecting when I was getting into intuition. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so true. It's so easy to like, be like, no, I want, I want the shine. No, I don't want the pain. <laughs> Please. Exactly. Me out of that. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, it completely resonate. Thank you for sharing that because it's it's so easy to want just the light of the intuition, but we have to also know that you know that intuitive pull towards something and to move through and go through that experience was for a reason, right? Yeah, it takes. There's such a bigger plan, you know. Like it really makes you, it really makes you respect too. Like, um, you know, in my readings, I do a lot of like soul contract. I'm like looking for people's purposes and contracts and things like that, and. Um, you know, you only get a little glimpse, like you're not looking at, you don't get to see the whole thing, but it just, put, I put in so much, like, I'm always like fascinated. I'm like, man, like what we are like amazing architects, like our higher selves are these like ridiculous architects that really have just left so many like doors open. And there's just so much there's, I, I see life almost like we're a bowling bowl that that's trying to go down like the, the bowling alley. And we, you know, like the divine guidance and like our higher self is always putting gutter, like gutter pads, you know, it's like, don't hit the gutter. And it's like, it's really trying to help us go down the path, but we have free will, you know, and free will will take us like, you know, we get to do whatever we want to do. So intuition to me is being able to hear the path. You know, it's really, it is the voice of the architect, the architectural design that your soul created before you came this lifetime. So like, if you want to know what that design is, you actually have to hear your way or like feel your way or sense your way through it, which is why it feels very blinded. Like you can't, you're not going to see the whole map, but you have this one tool. It's like a compass really. And hearing your intuition and being able to understand it and be one with it is the safest way, you know, to, to walk the path. And it's, it is the compass that gets you through your contract. Yeah, truly. So while we're here, I, before we go into rapid fire and little quick fun questions, I wanted to see if you'd be interested in doing a quick little mini soul contract session with me. Yeah. So just to kind of give you some background, um, what I do, I call them soul readings. And um, it's also what, what I teach because I 
really do the readings anymore, but um, it's a little bit of Akashic Records work. And then I read the chakras and um, I definitely, I meditate for about 15 or 20 minutes before. And I have to get like questions in advance. I like to, I see it as like very much of a sacred process, but um, which is the way, like if any of you are like learning to connect or channel and want to do readings, like I highly recommend. Um, it just, it brings so much, it like releases so much anxiety because if you want to be into, you know, intuitive and do readings, like if you're put on the spot, it can feel like you can get like performance anxiety. So coming a little bit prepared and meditating on your own when it's quiet and bringing your information I find to be like the best way for it to work. But of course, once you've been doing it long enough, the downloads come like really quickly. And that's always fun for me too. So we can totally do some questions and I can just download. Okay. Beautiful. Um, so I guess there feels, it feels like a block, but it, there's also this balance of, you know, going through the intuition and following one path and also being led, you know, to something greater is on its way and trusting that. But I'm wondering if there's something that I can do on my end, or if there's something from a soul contract past life or something that is blocking me from either perceiving or believing, or like, I guess it's like feeling worthy of what's mm -hmm. to come. Do you, do you know, like, do you have an idea of where you want to go? Um, yeah, so it's definitely potentially a few months forward, just a few months, but I, I don't know if it's coming in a few months. So that's why I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure. What the, what Is it like career or like a move or something? Yeah, it's a, it's a transition. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Somebody's somebody's come to visit. Yes. <laughs> My husband is on it, <laughs> stopping them. So one, um, just like this is perfect. And I'm sure you, you might want to like delete it out. But when you're doing readings, like um, actually a lot of the, the information that's happening when you're in the middle of the reading is all important. So you know, like the fact that like the dogs are barking, you can use that also, right? Like as a... Um, you know, as a, as a message for yourself and ask yourself, like, you know, why, or sometimes even when we're trying to get messages, we'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm like so distracted. I can't get the information. And then you realize that it's actually like the person you're reading who's actually very distracted and, and that, and that, and is having a hard time. So like, we tend to blame ourselves and be like, shit, this dog team came in the middle and like threw me off or I, I can't focus or whatever, but those are messages in themselves too. So definitely. It's actually definitely a message because I'm I'm definitely not in the place I want to be currently. So, and we thought something was progressing and we were going to be somewhere sooner and then it kind of fell through. So we're just, we feel a little up in the air. So I guess my question is. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. Next? So, so as soon as we, we started talking, um, and this is the thing when you start reading, um, chakras like like as soon as you're talking I was like oh, I was like oh gosh like there's this you have so much solar plexus like work happening within you right now which is you know self-esteem self-worth self-identity all that stuff um also we have the dogs that were or do was dog or dogs dogs mm -hmm. Dog. uh, like 
barking and speaking up and like being aggressive, you know, in a way, like if we're just listening to it, it might sound like a little aggressive, right? So it's like, we already have that information has already come through without even asking the question. So we're already understanding, like there's a bit of having to go after it. You know, there's a bit of having to be quote unquote aggressive about it, you know, like being able to speak up for, for what you need, for what, for what that path is. Um, and it seems like, it seems like something has led you to be um, a little bit more like flowy. Like it doesn't seem like you were always like that. It seems like you probably like moved into being more flowy and more all that. And there's this fear of almost like relapsing into being masculine and aggressive and all those kind of things, even though that this next stage that your life is, you know, calling for you, um, it it's going to require to integrate the old self and to not be afraid of like the old self that was healed and not be afraid to be like, okay, now we're going to bring kind of, you know, how we kind of started the conversation where I was like talking about this Leo part of me and I have to integrate this part. So it's the same thing. It's like that former self that was really like ugly and shunned away because it brought you down many paths that you didn't want to go to. So you went to an extreme, which is very normal. It's like we titter on these extremes until we find this place in the middle, but it's like definitely that this next stage is asking for like a resurrection Mm -hmm. of those parts of you that were beautiful and strong and to integrate both this new part of you that like you've become and some of the the former stuff, like that's, what's going to guide you there. Um, there definitely seems like there's risk in like there's risk that need to be taken here. Um, and that there's almost too much, I don't know if it's you or your husband, but there's like too much emphasis on safety right now. Um, there's too much emphasis on like, um, it almost makes me feel like the decision you guys are trying to make, like, it's like, you're trying to cover, like cover your ass and like, you know, dot your eyes and cover your, your, you know, and cross your T's by being like, well, if this happened, then we can do this. If this doesn't happen, but like, there's almost too much planning of like the what ifs Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's going to drown you. If you keep going there, like it really is, um, you know, big reward comes from big risk in many times, you know, in many ways so that there's definitely like a risk element here and that there is like just no way to you're not even trying to build it's you guys are not even trying to build your a net you're almost like trying to build like a total platform underneath you know like like a net is like okay yeah you know well worst case scenario these kind of things like it's always good to have a net when you jump but not a freaking platform you know like it doesn't need to be like a solid you know floor with like marble like tile on it or whatever um, it could just be a little net that has holes and you know whatever it's okay um so it's okay to have a net not not necessarily a platform. Um, And there seems to be like, um, uh, what's the word? Um, Like there has to be like, you need to advocate, you know, for yourself. Like I see like letters being written or emails being written. Like you have to advocate for, um, you know, again, I don't know exactly what it is that you guys are going after, but like, let's say, um, you know, you're going after a loan or something like that. And you have to maybe convince a few people like why you deserve this loan or, you know, show up and be like, I can absolutely. And, you know, so there's going to be like an, like an advocating, a self-mothering basically, like my child is responsible and she can do this. And, um, 
you know, like I'm advocating for her. I'm going to go into the principal's office and tell her, tell them why they need to give her this like opportunity or whatever. So there's that. And then, um, the last thing is, and it feels like you're trying to put too much emphasis on this, like this, you know, emphasis on like, I need to believe in myself or I need to believe in that this is possible or whatever. Um, but it's, this is not like, you don't need to actually like fully be empowered before you start this process. Like it looks like this process is what makes you empowered. So there doesn't need to be this pressure to like be fully actualized before the journey begins. The journey is actually what is going to create um, this version of yourself that you can see, but like, she's not going to show up before she shows up in the process. So you don't have to put a lot of emphasis on like mantras or um, anything like that. You like, what's more important is, is showing up every day, like taking uh, those steps and, and showing up scared and, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, somebody becomes so, but I see it as a very, um, it's, I see it as a very uh, good risk. It's going to be messy because you guys don't really know what you're doing. You know, like you're, it's new. It looks like, like whatever you're doing is a totally new thing. So that's why some things are going to be like, oh man, we messed up, but that is that's something that, um, you know, it's kind of like being like a new parent or whatever. Like it's, that's totally expected and normal. So you are going to make mistakes and like get things wrong, but only because it's new, not because it's not the right thing for you guys. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It was all, all on point, even to the point to the loan. Like it's, it's very on point and it feels, I actually, a piece of it does sound like my husband when you were saying yeah, he's involved in it for sure too. Um, cause his energy is totally, I I'm very sensitive to his energies. And when he feels restricted or scared about the future is trying to control things in that way, I, you know, take it on and, you know, I don't want him to feel that way and whatever essence, but I also definitely feel the, I'm cancer Aries Aries. <laughs> so yeah. I, do, I have a lot of fire that wants to be seen, wants to be Beautiful. felt, that passion, that, that oomph that lives inside of me. Let like, and then this piece, the nurturer and that gentle piece of the cancer and the mother. And yeah, it's like finding that balance. And yeah, definitely. It's funny. Like you're more likely to take risk than he is, you know, and which is interesting because usually guys can take more risk than we can, but, but yeah. So, you know, and that's different. Yeah. So a lot of your work, um, so I have, I have a husband and he has learned to, um, I mean, he's, we, we balance each other out. Like there's just days that he is like, we got to take these risks. We got to go for it. And then there's days that my intuition is like, we got to, it's going to be okay. We got to do this. It's going to work. You're going to see. And like, I speak it to him. So we, you know, there's also that, um, a place for you to have that role, you know, to be like, I know this is going to work. Like we have to, in the kind of speaking into it, speaking into him also, as, as you guys go through the process to help with the nerves. And I'm sure there'll be one day that, you know, he reminds you that things are going to be okay when you have your own nerves, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That was beautiful. You're so gifted. And I, I can feel 
the more I'm connected to my intuition, because I do intuitive energy sessions and numerology, which is also a little bit channeled as, as well. And the more I just am practicing and just connecting to my own thing, I'm, I'm noticing literally the things you're saying. I'm just like, yes, like she's been telling me, <laughs> she's yeah. been telling me for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, and like, you know, like those stories I was sharing, like, I just think it's so fun to follow, you know, it takes a little bit of work to understand your intuition and be like, oh, this is the good stuff. Like, this is the good thing to follow. Um, but it's so fun to see like when you follow it. I mean, I think about the story of us finding this land and it was such a gamble. Like we didn't have money to buy this land. We had to sell our old house, but we also had to buy this land before. And we had to sell the house for a certain amount of money. And then we didn't know where we were going to live. And then the house showed up for, it was just, just so crazy. Um, but we just like knew, right. You just knew you had to be here and, um, you do what you need to do. You show up every day and you do the hard shit and like the hard emails and they're filling out the applications and, you know, all that, the, the hard thing of like seeing your bank account look this way and all these hard things. So that's why like people, there's either this feeling of like, Oh, if I follow my intuition, then that's it. Like I just put my hands up and like, you know, Jesus take the wheel. But many times it's like, no, you follow the intuition and then you got to show up every day and do the like yucky hard things that, that are being asked of you every day. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that reading. There's, yeah. there's just been a lot of recent things in my heart. So I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I needed that. So I appreciate you. You're welcome. It's all good stuff. And everything. If you do numerology, what did you think of two, of two, 22, 22? So it's, I mean, it was so potent and it's actually really hilarious how the universe, it was just like, yeah, obviously so potent. And it was actually the perfect thing because I received our no, the no that we thought on that day. Oh, wow. I was just like, okay, like I'm literally taking this as there's something more opportune. And initially actually like the weeks before I felt something there and I was like, I made a new connection and I was like, is this it? I was like, mm -hmm. hold on. Okay. Something is shifting. And then yeah. they were like, no. And on that exact day. And yeah, it was just immense love that I was feeling for myself, compassion for feeling a little sad and feeling like, oh, like, okay, that didn't work out now, you know, what's next. Um, yeah, and just finding a lot of compassion. But yeah, the twos are so special. It's a lot of self-love is really a lot of the two work. And then there's just that, you know, that big giving heart and wanting to, you know, serve that for the world and everything. And I feel like we're also feeling that a lot in the collective, just in general with what's happening in the world. So many people are actively praying for what's happening and we're all coming like into this oneness again. And that's, that feels very much like the two energy. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So rapid fire. And then we are complete. What lights you up? The sun, <laughs> nature, blue skies, like the mountains, the waters, just anything nature. Yes, me too. What are your favorite daily practices? Um, definitely. I have, you know, after we send the kids off to school, I'll go for a hike and my husband meets me for that hike. So that's nice. And then it's very fluid from there. I don't, sometimes it's like we're done with our hike and we go on with our days or we dream a little bit together or we 
come visit the animals. Like there's just always something that it's funny. It's a, it's a ritual, but at the same time, you don't know what to expect. I just know that it's this time between releasing the kids and then going to work. So I have like this time in between, which is one of my favorite things um, with him. And I have definitely have a love hate for our evening routine too, which is like where the kids want to get like all the hugs and all the snuggles and all those things. And it's like, you just want to go to sleep. But at the same time, I'm very aware that it is uh, just such a short period of time in my life. So I enjoy that ritual as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. What color most represents you today? Um, definitely yellow, because I'm like in kind of embracing shine and solar plexus, all that. That's our color, both of us today. Yeah, both of us are radiating, radiating from our passion, our fire. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you know your sun, moon, and rising? You said your sun and your moon, correct? Cancer. Yeah, I'm a Cancer sun. I'm a Leo moon and a Cancer rising. Oh, wow. Yes, so much Cancer. I love it. Do you know your life path number? I did it once. What is it again? It's like your birthday all added up? Yeah, that's the birthday. Yeah. And your and your um it's also like your the year you were born too, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. The date and the year. Okay. Do you add them as singular? So like if I was born July 21st, am I adding seven plus 21? Yeah, you drop each one into you know that single digit and then add them. Oh, so 21 would be three. Correct, um, yes. Oh, okay. Seven, three. That's 10. And then I have to, 90, I was born in 1982, so I have to make 1982 into one yeah, number. Yeah. So okay. 10, 18... 20 to two should be a two. Okay. So then two plus the 10. So then three. Yeah. That makes so much sense that you're a three life path, that creative, but also a little bit like wants to be expressed, wants to be coloring outside the line. Very Leo energy too. I, I love threes. Oh, interesting. I'm also, I know that in that, um, is it the Enneagram or something? I'm a three also there. Yeah. 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 They, they are super connected. They're a little different, but also oh, really? so oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You, know, you know, your human design. I don't, I get that all the time. I have it somewhere in a document so I can look it up. Jordan, <laughs> my friend Jordan was asking me, I think Sahara asked me too. Um, what did, hold on. I know this somewhere. Like and then I feel like I, I tell myself, I'm like, okay, Nikki, this is what you are. And then I forget. <laughs> so it's like, what was the point of that? I feel like you'd be a, a manifester, a manifesting generator. I think I may be a manifesting generator. I'll tell you. I know it's here somewhere. <laughs> Where's my chart? Sorry, I'm making your editing process. Oh, you're fine. Here we go. Okay. For Nikki, no, I have actually in this email, I have like my kids in here too. I am a generator. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. That's also the, the light. That's, so what, what are you? I'm a projector. What is it? My daughter is a projector. So what is a projector? So projectors, we're the ones that we don't like a reflector. We don't have our own like natural battery energy source. Mm-hmm. So we aren't as energized. We kind of absorb other people's energies. 
more easily because our most of our chart is empty, like completely mm-hmm. open centers. Um, so a lot of sensitivity there. Not not to say like wherever you have open centers, that's where you're going to be super sensitive. Um, but yeah, projectors are the ones that need to. You know, they're not going to work the nine to five. They need to work like four hours time frame. That's kind of like she's she, where we always joke about our daughter because like she, you know she wants a car now and. Um, we're like, well, you, you got to get some sort of job, you know? And like my husband and I look at each other and we're like, if we keep waiting for this girl to get a job, like it's just never going to happen. Like we're going to be, I'm like, I'm just going to have to build something out in my, my company for her to do because that will be the best way for her to live. Yes. No, it's so true. We're just not meant to work hustle. That hustle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of rest. Is, does she rest a lot? Oh my God. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, either she's a, it's because she's a teenager or she's like the laziest person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> but she, but when she's doing something she loves and she's, I mean, she's not like late, I wouldn't call her lazy because she, the things she loves, like she goes full force into them. She like, and then she like exerts herself and then she needs all this rest. It's just, there's a lot, the, the balance between doing and downtime is very interesting to me. Like usually it should be like a 50, 50 thing. And it's definitely more of like, I exert myself for 20% and 80% is rest. <laughs> and it's also really wild because we live in a more generator, manifesting generator society. So mm. you know, for there we have this need to perform and, you know, keep up. So yeah. I always, you know, I find myself, you know, in that mental game of, you know, not overdoing it and having to give myself the rest that I, I know I crave and know I desire, but I want to like, keep up yeah. and I want to stay with that Aries energy too, which I'm sure is like not fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Cancer's like, can we just, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll get her a human design reading so that she can feel, she can feel more uh, understanding of herself. <laughs> Truly. No, it, that's actually one of the big things that allowed me to accept. Cause I, yeah, I thought people just thought I was lazy and just was making it up. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> She's going to love that. Maybe I shouldn't introduce her to that. (laughs) (laughs) One day, one day. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear radically loving? Self-acceptance. Just like full, um, you know, and not self-acceptance of not in a permanent way, you know, just like, oh, well, this is the way I am more in a, this is, this is what it is right now. You know, this is like where I am right now. This is, um, this is what I'm going through. This is the, this is the level of understanding I have at this moment. This is the level of, I, you know, this is all I can see from here. So this is all that there is. So uh, just a, a level of self-acceptance in the moment. Lovely. Do you have any advice in the do you have any advice you would give the listeners in the essence of radically loving? Let me see. I'll channel something for you guys. Yeah. I feel like what I want to say is like, get curious about yourself. Like curiosity is, it's actually the main energy we try to introduce when we're teaching intuition, because um, curiosity is 
playful, but at the same time active. So it's like going to make you move, you know, where sometimes like compassion can almost lead to like laziness, right? Like you're just like, oh, I'm so compassionate with myself. You know, you just kind of like, don't let yourself do anything. So curiosity, I love that energy because it's, it's a loving energy, but it's also like a doing and an active play type of energy. And I'm getting here is that be, get curious about yourself. Um, because right now my sense is that you're getting judgmental about yourself. Like, and this is to the the listeners and probably to, to both of us, right. Um, that there's like, you know, self-judgment or, or even not even self-judgment, but like self-integration, like, like asking yourself all these questions and needing to know all the answers and like all these things and, and expecting an answer right then and there. And this just kind of too, too strong of an inner mother, um, too, you know, strict almost in a way. And if we could just get curious with ourselves, curiosity also doesn't lead to a dead end. Like many times it's like, you just position a question and you may not have the answer and the answer may come three weeks later. So there's kind of a way of loving yourself, but holding yourself accountable because it looks like everybody here wants to expand, evolve, um, transcend, transform. But at the same time, like that feeling of needing to know the answer right away or being self, um, having a lot of self-judgment is making this path take too many stops and go much longer. So curiosity is both flow, but active at the same time. So we can hold ourselves accountable, but in a soft, playful way, and almost like in an impersonal way too, like not taking any of it personal, you know, not being like, if you mess this up, you're, you are a mess up. Like, that's not the truth. All that that means is that like, you messed a little something up, like you just didn't know. And that's all you did. So so it feels like I want to introduce when you think of self, of radical self-love, um, or I would say, think about curiosity, think of the energy of curiosity. Mm, I love that. Thank you. That is, yeah, so potent. And also it's, it's, it brings in that invitation. It is that play with the divine. It's just like, what do you have next in store? Where are we going? You know, take my attention here, wherever you are guiding, trusting wow, that. Why is that happening? So interesting. Isn't that fascinating? You know, that, that just, that's so fascinating that that happened. It's remarkable. Like it's these words that are so grand, but also so mysterious at the same time. Oh, I love those. Oh, so what is in the realm of possibilities for you in the next six months to come? We're ever flowing and listening, but if you have any visions or anything you're putting out there, what can we expect from you? Yeah, my current visions are um, we're building out our land. So it's like a co-vision with my husband, which is really fun, which has been like total like foreplay for us. We're like, tell me, tell me what you're going to do with this part of the land. Um, so we're having fun with that. We are like, uh, gardening, um, learning how to grow flowers and vegetables and making a play area for the kids and for people to visit. So that is in my vision. And, um, I'm kind of feeling like it needs to be, I I kind of feel like it's going to happen fast. Um, which it would, sound like that should take a long time. My husband's like, yeah, this will take us. And I'm like, no, I have a feeling it's going to happen real fast. So we're in, that's my latest vision. And, um, I have a vision for, uh, more creativity in my, in my work and my brands. I think visually is like what I'm looking for. Like, I think I'm looking for like beautiful photos and, um, beautiful ways of like storytelling. 
Um, so that's, that's what I'm dreaming of too. And, um, I'm just visioning like lots of family, like learning together, like us just experimenting and trying things. Like, so we're going to plant little baby seeds this weekend, um, together. And then, you know, ultimately plant it in our garden. And like, we're just a really funny group. We're a big mix of characters and we don't know what the hell we're doing. So it's just fun to like learn and laugh while we're learning together. So that's definitely, um, something that I'm seeing and excited about. Guys, I'm, I'm putting it out there for you as well. It all sounds so beautiful. And I know that it's exactly divine and it's going to happen. It's all happening. And yeah, thank you for your time. Can you share with everyone where they can find you, support you? Yeah. Thank you. Um, so all things Nikki Novo exists at my website. So NikkiNovo.com. If you're interested in like the intuition work and, and activating your intuition, intuition, getting to know it a little bit more, which is super fun. We do that in Soul Academy. And um, that is on Instagram. You can do like Soul Academy Global, or you can go to my soulacademy.org. Um, or even a Nikki Novo, it's there also. And um, I'm on Instagram. I'm just starting TikTok. So, you know, if you want to support a sister, go to, go to TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing, but having fun for sure. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having this beautiful conversation with me, for sharing your time with me. I'm just so appreciative. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Go follow, go support, go share, and have a beautiful rest of your day.